find you well. Welcome back to The Spire Show, where we talk to our Spire family members about what they've been up to. I'm Marie, and I'm your host. Today, we have Grace, Assistant Manager from Spire Singapore, and Lynn, our Research Associate from Spire Vietnam with us. Hi, Lynn. Hi, Grace. Welcome to the show. Thank you so much for taking time out to join us. Hello, everyone. Hi, everyone. Hi. So, how are you ladies doing? It's almost a year. And, sorry, it's almost year end. But it seems to be no letting up of how busy it is for Spire offices. Yeah, it has been a busy year. Actually, we have just finished a big project in Vietnam. Mm-hmm. Yes, I heard. Um, the project even got mentioned in the televised news. Tell us what is it about? It's a partner matching project connecting mm-hmm. Korean information and communication technology, or we can say shortly, ICT companies with potential local companies. We co-created this uh, project with a Korean agency who was appointed by NIPA and Korean Ministry of Information Technology and Communications. Mm. This project is to seek and connect more than 60 carefully selected Korean businesses with their latest solutions mm-hmm. uh, with the potential uh, business partners in four countries, including Vietnam, Thailand, Indonesia, and Malaysia. Great. This, these are countries that um, Spire has offices in and um, all the Spire offices are coordinating this project together. Yeah, I was in charge of the Vietnam size. I see, yeah. I see. So why did the Korean Ministry of Information Technology and Communication, why did they organize this uh, event? Actually, this event is to, uh, created with the aiming to help Korean companies to explore the business corporations uh, in the information technology field. This year, they focus on seven fields. The first one is the remote control solution, also have the securities and certifications, smart city solution, educational technology, or we say shortly edu tech, mm-hmm. uh, healthcare tech, mm-hmm. digital contents, and also financial technology or fintech. The, all the hot issues and the hot technology that they're looking for is in Vietnam or in the four, uh, in the four country that in the project. At this meeting, the Korean companies share their latest solution with the local companies that they met. And they also, they discuss and explore more opportunities for developing their solution in the local market. Uh, actually in Vietnam, we set up more than 17 meetings on October 30 and also November the 3rd. Uh, we successfully connect um, 15 Vietnam's company who are also seeking partnership opportunities with foreign business as well. I see. Well, coordination work takes a lot of time. So, you know, all of you must have been really, really busy doing the coordination. So what made this event successful in Vietnam? Yeah, one of the things that makes the event successful in Vietnam is, uh, as you all know, Vietnam is an emerging market. Mm-hmm. Uh, actually, last year in 19... Uh, uh, in uh, 2019, sorry, mm-hmm. the Vietnam's government introduced a resolutions on uh, digital transformations of the whole country. And this resolution emphasized that the foreign direct investment, or we call shortly FDI enterprises, can participate in the digital transformation as well by 
uh, transferring their technology, building their uh, factories in Vietnam, and also cooperating with domestic uh, enterprises to do businesses. And they are promised this, that uh, they will be supported by many public policies uh, by Vietnam government. Mm. And this resolution is was to uh, works created to increase the proportion of high technology FDI businesses in Vietnam, which is now according to a data from data from the Ministry of Plan and Investment of Vietnam mm-hmm. uh, account for only six percent. Mm. And this would make Vietnam's an ideal destination for investment and technology transfer. Mm, definitely. The- We also found out that the Vietnamese enterprises are also actively seeking for uh, partnership opportunities with foreign ICT company as well, especially mm-hmm. in uh, especially those uh, businesses with high technology. So it's great to to be able to match the people looking uh, for partners and also for Korean companies who are looking also to bring the to- technology to Vietnam. But did um, COVID-19 travel restrictions make things difficult? I, I know they can't travel, so um, this has to, you know, the meetings have to go online, but did it did it make it more difficult than, than usual? I think the answer is both yes and no. On one hand, we all know that without all the pandemic and also without all the travel restriction, um, the company representative can would be able to travel and then meet in person. Mm-hmm. And more company would have the chance to participate in this kind of event. Mm-hmm. And But on the other hand, one of the advantages that we observe by doing virtual meeting is that they are more concise for both sides, that they're more concise about the, the partner that they want to meet to learn and discuss potential ties. And I think that can that can also contribute to, to the successful of the partnership uh, opportunities. Yeah, definitely. There are always, you know, ways of uh, doing things. It's just a matter of getting used to the new normal. And um, there are always, you know, good things that come out of changes. But um, I understand, Grace, that um, you've, not, you've made some uh, note of trends that are induced by COVID-19 pandemic. Can you share some of the observations with us? Sure. So um, I would say that some industries have been making gradual technological developments on their own before COVID. And when COVID happened, it brought forward a number of consumer behavior changes, supply chain considerations, safety Mm -hmm. protocol needs, etc. So more companies would have to be able to respond to these changes um, in a significant way. And technology is a key tool to help businesses to innovate and present themselves to the market. Hence, in a way, the pandemic accelerated a number of digital transformations in the industries. Personally, to me, healthcare and food are the most uh, significantly impacted industries. Hmm, I see. So, so like, you know, like I was saying earlier, a lot of things um, actually started underway, but COVID kind of hastened and pushed it along. So, but can you tell us more uh, about what's happening in uh, healthcare? Yes, yeah, sure. So, um, some of the new buzzwords learned this year include um, telehealth, telemedicine. I learned more about this while doing some research on teleconferencing earlier this year. 
mm. very broadly speaking, from the patient's point of view, telemedicine enables the patient to consult the doctor via video conferencing, telephone, or even text. The services might also include online prescription and delivery of medicine. Especially in Singapore, the future of healthcare is likely to be digital. So COVID, in a way, has given this digital transformation a push. But the growth of telemedicine might also depend on certain factors. For example, if we are looking at highly critical illnesses, so the question will be whether telemedicine is able to facilitate the kind of critical care and medical support required for the patient. Also, in addition, there are also these uh, emerging sectors of smart clothing curables. I think it will be interesting to see more examples of new possibilities um, between apparel, curables, fitness and health in the next few years. So just mm-hmm. on a personal note, I've just bought the Apple Watch during the lockdown period this year for some exercise motivation. So overall, with COVID, the focus is shifting more towards health uh, and wellness, immunity, sanitation products, and less on beauty products. During this pandemic, it's actually understandable that more people are concerned about health, also as well as boosting their immunity. Hmm, I see indeed. Um, in a recent episode of a Spire session, I spoke with Pat Yogi of Spire Indonesia, and he told me that um, they've seen an increase uh, in a demand for traditional herbal medicine during COVID. And also in a recent survey, um, we found that eight, over 80% of Southeast Asians are concerned about healthy food and ingredients. So are these your uh, observations as well, Grace? Yes, uh, especially in Singapore, we see that um, some trends, you know, like food security, mm. urban farming, every food are becoming more important. So I started looking at this due to a client's project earlier this year. They were looking to expand their line of cooking appliances in Asia, my team and I. So we did a study to help them to identify current and future trends on cooking, food, consumer lifestyle across Southeast Asia and China, Hong Kong, Taiwan. And from the same project, I also learned that localism or buying local products Food in this case is a key impact of COVID in some parts of Asia. Consumers have now become more health and food safety conscious. They pay attention to clean food. They want to avoid food of unknown origins. And they also perceive locally produced food as more authentic and safer. Mm, you know, what you review um, totally support um, the Spire survey where we found that many consumers in Southeast Asia prefer local ingredients. Um, and also, well, this time of the year, um, usually a lot of people travel is, you know, um, between countries or all that, but it's, it's, well, we can't do that this time. So have you made any observation uh, on travel and tourism, Grace? Yeah, that's right. So for example, earlier um, this year in Singapore, we see that Changi Airport has rolled out contactless check-in kiosks using infrared proximity sensors. So meaning that travellers will not need to touch any screens. They are also using facial and iris biometrics to identify the travellers instead of using the fingerprint scan. Hence, we are seeing the move towards contactless technologies in the travel industry. 
mm-hmm. might also be seeing more of these uh, contactless technologies being extended to hotels as well due to the need to social distance. Mm-hmm. So this might be all, you know, gradual developments that existed before COVID, but COVID has accelerated these transformations. Also, as COVID has disrupted the tourism seasonality, we see mm-hmm. that tourist um, businesses in Singapore are using various promotions to target the local consumers who are not necessarily their usual base of consumers during this season. So here's also another trend of localism. The Singapore Rediscover Vouchers, an initiative by the government, is a tool to support the local tourism sector. Well, thank you, ladies. Thank you so much for joining us uh, today, um, coming on the show, I mean. And thank you to you, um, audience, for joining us today. If you have any queries, um, you've got any questions that you'd like to ask Grace uh, or Lynn, or find out more about Spire Research and Consulting, just drop us a line at spire at spireresearch.com. Um, and that wraps up our show today. Take care, stay safe, and we'll see you soon at the next episode of the Spire Show.